0: What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammock, better known as Mental Healness across all social media platforms. This is your first time seeing my face or hearing my lovely voice. I'm a clinically diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into therapy like myself, and also validate the victims, survivors, and thrivers of said disorders, said toxic people, said toxic traits. Today's episode is going to be talking about narcissism and addiction, narcissistic people, and uh, being addicted to certain things. Narcissism and the addictive personalities and all that other good stuff and whatnot, bad stuff, bad stuff, bad stuff. Um, um So yeah, before we hop into today's episode, y'all, make sure if you haven't already, join the email. Uh, the email. Uh, list newsletter whatnot because i have a lot of great things coming out in-person meetups online workshops online courses i have a lot of stuff coming up here pretty soon y'all so you don't want to miss out on that link in the description of every video and podcast that i do so that's all the way and also y'all tonight my episode of the next episode of waving the red flag is coming out live show 9 p.m eastern standard time on youtube and facebook um but yeah so narcissist and addiction or uh, do all narcissists have addiction problems no y'all no 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 i know i really don't believe that all narcissists have addiction i I just i just don't believe that do a lot of narcissists do yeah absolutely so because me so i don't have addiction i don't i'm not addicted to drugs or alcohol or anything like that but i do have an addictive personality you know i do have an addictive personality and i think the addictive personality that a lot of narcissists have plays a role in their addiction to other things, you know, if they get addicted to drugs or alcohol or something along those lines, you know, their addictive personality could absolutely play a role into that. Because me, just me personally, because I know my limits, because I know, because I understand how my mind works and things on things of that nature, that I know that I probably I would get addicted to something something bad, and it probably would ruin my life. I would get addicted to drugs or alcohol or something like that, and it would ruin my life because I have an addictive personality. That's why I don't try certain things, because I, I like when people I see people on the news and stuff like that, being addicted to something that is destroying their life. I'm like, yeah, I know. I understand that. I can, I understand how people can get like that. And I know if I try something like that, my life could end up being in that way. Because a lot of narcissistic people get addicted to alcohol because alcohol or, or some type of Ill- illegal drug or something like that, because it helps drown out who they are. It helps quiet the little voice inside narcissist head. Like, do narcissists have consciences like have a conscience? Yes. But a lot of times that conscience and shame are fighting within the narcissist head. So it's like the narcissistic person, I have this conscience. They're telling me I'm good or bad or whatever, but I also have shame in my head that is it's kinda of like the angel and the dead the angel and the devil on the shoulder of situation. Except the devil is not a devil. It's shame. It's not a devil at all. It's just shame. Like, shame is a monster, y'all. It's little, but it's dense. You see know what I'm saying? Shame might be the, the little angel sitting, the little person sit, sitting on your shoulder. And you think, oh, this this person right here is three inches tall, two and a half inches wide. Well, four, five inches tall, two and a half inches wide. And so he can't weigh that much. But he's dense, like a damn black, like literally like a black hole. You know what I mean? A black hole the size of a, a pinhead. Um... It has the same, almost the same or equal mass as the earth. It's so densely packed. Shame is densely packed. Shame packs a punch. You know what I mean? The, a black hole the size of a pin needle, the pin, the head of a, a bobby pin is, is heavy or as dense or as massive as the earth. So shame is dense, y'all. It's small, but it's packs a punch. It's small, but it's heavy. And a lot of narcissists are trying to calm that voice of shame telling them that they're not good enough. The voice of shame says, you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be happy. You'll never have this. You'll never have that. You'll never be doing this. You'll never be able to do that. You never can like I said, they, it, it will keep running through the mind of a narcissistic person. Like shame is a great provocation for narcissists, y'all. It just is one of those things that just is a great provocation. It's going to, people are going to get provoked by shame all the time. The shame monster. So, if I drink, the voices go; the voice goes away, or the voice turns into a whisper that I can barely hear. It's inaudible, you know. So, you can see how narcissistic people. If I am trying to quiet down this voice that's telling me I am not good enough, this voice that's beating me down mentally and emotionally. If I am trying to calm this voice down, you can see how while while some people will drink and they just like, but you know, if you drink a lot, it takes you more and more. It takes you more to get to that same point, right? What well, used to take me a half a shot now it takes me four shots to get there. You see, you see, now I'm addicted to it. Now I'm addicted to the silence. Now I'm addicted to the ability to live my life in a different way. But a lot of narcissists go overboard with it. You know, there are a lot of narcissistic people. You don't have to be a narcissist to be an alcoholic or to be a drug addict. I know, I know those things don't have to exist together. You know, they don't have to exist in the same space. Um, like narcissism and addiction don't have to exist in the same space. But when they do, this is one of the reasons why behind it. This is one of the reasons behind it because it quiets the shame, y'all. You see a lot of narcissists that loosen up when they drink a little bit. Cause shame is not talking to them. Did the, you know this the self judging voice that is shame is not in my mind anymore. So I can live, I can be me for a little bit. You know what I mean? I can live a little bit. And sometimes people start, when alcohol doesn't work, they turn to a different drug. They turn to marijuana or they turn to something a little bit more potent with a little bit more, more potency to it. You know what I mean? Something a little stronger. Go watch go watch Dewey Cox. You know what I mean? It's the next logical progression. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you guys here drinking? This alcohol, Dewey. You don't want no pause of this. Beep. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how it goes. Like, what are you doing? What are you smoking? Yes, we smoking weed, Dewey. You don't want no pause of this. Beep. You see know what I'm saying? That part, that part of the movie right there would explain the, kind of explains the natural, I'm not laughing at, I'm not laughing at the addicts. I promise I'm laughing at Dewey Cox. Um, but that's how it goes. Like, they don't know how to, like I said, but it goes, it goes overboard and they they've become a victim of their addiction and their addictions. You know, it just does, it happens. It helps quiet the voice inside a narcissist's head. It helps provide that escape. It helps them live a life, a different life but they go overboard with it and they become addicted to it. And they get to the point where they need it. They can't live without it. Like I can't operate with it because I've quieted, like I've quieted the voice so much in my head that now, if I don't drink, if I don't do it, it, the voice used to just be a normal sound of voice. Now it's a yell. Now shame is yelling at me now. You see what I'm saying? Now, because I don't, because I'm trying to quit this substance, shame is yelling at me now and beating me down. So of course, I run back to the bottle. Of course, I run back to the the, the drug, the baggie, the the line, whatever y'all, whatever y'all doing out here. You know what I mean? They um, run back to it because now shame turns into a whisper. Uh, again, it's escaping that shame, y'all. It just is. You know? It's just one of those things. And I know people are just like, but how do we help them kick that addiction? Y'all, they have to want to do it. Just like any other addict, just not narcissistic people are not any different in that aspect. They have to want to kick that habit. They have to want to battle shame. They have to want to turn shame into a whisper anyway, because that's what I've done without the alcohol. I can turn shame into a whisper. Yeah, the voice gets loud sometimes, but I, I've learned to deal with it. You know, I've I learned to deal with it in a, a lot better space because I've decided to work on myself. I've decided to be the best version of myself, the strongest version of myself. So this is me, you know, working on me. This is me working on me. So I tell people all the time, y'all. Narcissistic people. I know you want to help them, yeah. But sometimes, there's, like, you can be there, be supportive, but don't not at the risk of yourself and your sanity and your peace and your strength and your happiness. Don't do it at the risk of all that, y'all. So many people get caught up doing it, doing it at the risk of all that right there, where they hurt, they end up hurting themselves a lot. You know, you don't want to hurt yourself or sacrifice yourself for a toxic person that would not do the same thing for you. Absolutely, would not do the same thing for you. It just doesn't work that way, y'all. But like, not only do narcissistic people get addicted to um, substances and things like that. Their addiction can be people. That's my addiction. My addiction is people, y'all. I'm, I'm addicted to, so right now I'm addicted to helping people. You know, I love it. I've always wanted to help people and assist people on journeys of self, self-love self and better development anyway, but this, my platform has provided me a space for my unique addiction. Like I said, my addiction is, I, I love, yeah, I love helping people. I really do. I love it. It's a different space. I love this. I love the power. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know? I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to learning more. I'm addicted to the human mind and learning more knowledge and stuff like that. And some narcissists do find addictions and things like this because I told you earlier. Not all narcissists are addicted to Ill- illegal substances or alcohol. Some of them can be addicted to people. Some of them can be addicted to you. You're like their addiction. You might be. You might be that narcissist drug of choice. You, and they. You can. You, so you see, you might be. You might be the person that they use or the substance that they use to quiet the shame voice. The shame, when shame is telling them that nobody's going to love them or that they're not going to be good enough. Guess who loves them? You, you know, guess who's there for them? You, you know, but then they start treating you badly because you, you see what I'm saying? You see, you see, you see, you go back to the alcohol, the, the, the alcohol example over time. you loving them? Doesn't do the. It doesn't get rid of the shame anymore because now you're supposed to love me. Now you're supposed now. It doesn't, it doesn't feel as authentic as it used to be, you know, because you're supposed to be loving me. You're supposed to be caring for me. You're supposed to be doing this for me now. So it doesn't feel the same anymore. So shame is getting loud again. You see what I'm saying? Shame is getting loud again. So they started sometimes they started to devalue you and treat you badly and be angry at you because you don't provide this, You 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 are still providing that same level of love. It just doesn't feel the same anymore. Like I said, they need more. So you see where the addiction comes into play. They need more of the same. Like like I said, it used to go only to it used to only take me one shot to get where I needed to be. Now it takes four. Now it takes five. The same di- the same type of dynamic applies with the love with, with the the love from you, the addiction. I used to could get a little bit from you, and it could just quiet the shame and make me feel validated. But now I need more. And sometimes you can't provide that. Y'all And not said It has a lot less to do with you than you think. You can't provide it because you, it's just not—it's not your place. You can't. Sometimes you just can't provide it. It's not you, though. So when people take it in and start internalizing it like it's like it's them. Like you're like, oh, it's me. I'm a bad person. No, y'all. It, the narcissistic person is fighting that addiction within themselves of you, trying to quiet the shame. That's why. That's why narcissists don't like to be alone. You see? How, you see where I'm going with this? That's why a lot of narcissists don't like to be alone because they they might not drink or smoke or something like that. But, or do, you know, inject, they, they are love addicts. Some narcissists are addicted to the love bombing phase because the love bombing feels good. It quiets the shame. You see what I'm saying? The a new love bombing phase is like taking half a shot. But again, it goes, it goes down and kind of goes away. It kind of dwindles, you know? So it gets into that space right there. I know this episode is super cerebral, isn't it? I know people are like, "Yeah, damn, Lee, you were spitting fire." Y'all made it this for you guys. You gotta drop a fire emoji in the comment section because y'all know there was there, there was some fire right there. But that's how it goes. though, y'all, like I said, they keep using people up, using people up until a, until it doesn't feel the same anymore. You know, I know people will say, "Well, Lee, you stay with your wife." You, yeah, because i I've been working on myself so like I've worked on myself enough so I could quiet the shame in my mind. I'm loved. I'm cared for. And this love is validating for me. You know, this love make me feel safe. You know, it could be safety. Like I said, they could be they could be addicted to the safety that you provide You make them feel safe from shame. Yeah, you know, but again, over time it just go the, the potency of it goes down. The potency of it goes down. So sometimes that's why you see narcissistic people going back and forth. They they don't want to leave you sometimes. So they keep you around, but they'll just find try to find a new supply, try to find a new source, a new addiction. And sometimes, sometimes that new addiction, that new drug of choice, doesn't work out the same. So they go back to you, and get it. They go go back to you, get a hit from you, feel good, and then go leave you again. That back and forth is super toxic, y'all. But yep, 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 y'all. So I got something to show y'all really quick. If y'all made it this far, y'all, bear with me. I forgot. I, I don't have it with me. Y'all got to walk with me though. Walk with me. Walk that walk. Walk that walk. If you're on the podcast you know, you have to see this, but. Look who came in the mail today! My book, the kids' book, is here. Look at that, y'all. It's called "Remember, It's Not Your Fault." It's about growing up in toxic households and you know, households with lack. It's about this book helps teach. It's supposed to help teach kids that you cannot control your circumstances, that you were raised in. You don't have a choice. You don't get to pick your parents. You know, you don't get to pick your parents. You know, you absolutely just don't. Yeah, this will be available on Amazon in the next few days, y'all. That's what I say, if y'all join my newsletter, um, I'll, the release date is going to be join, uh, dropped in the newsletter this week. So, super thankful for y'all. Super grateful. Make sure you like and subscribe. And check out my self-love journal if you haven't already. The self-love journal is on Amazon, too, y'all. But him, this is out. Peace. If you haven't already, make sure you check out joining my newsletter, y'all, email list so you don't miss out on any exciting updates I have coming up, y'all. The link is in the description of every video and podcast I do. Thank you so much.